and uh, our friend Louis also. Okay, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Welcome everyone again as we're uh, continuing our study. Uh, been doing the book of Hosea for a few times, a few weeks now. Uh, Hosea is a beautiful, beautiful text. That's why we're taking our time because I think it needs explanation, needs uh, patience, and needs uh, um, the eyes that can see and the ears can pick the message because it's very, very, very personal. Also, as I hope that's what you, you know, those who've been with us since the beginning. Are, are getting that that message and getting that idea that it's you know God speaking to each one of us through the text and through the scripture uh, in order as we said from the beginning of Hosea the, the main idea is to bring his people back to himself that we can say with uh, Gomer as she said in the first chapter uh, I will go to my first man because then it is better than now in Hosea 1 Hosea 2 verse 7 Hosea 2 verse 7, I'll go because then is better than now. Then when I was with him, then when he was the only one that's in my life, it's much better than being all over the place. So we talked about this. We talked about uh, uh, the introduction, about the actual problem, of the actual case, how God is actually bringing the case against his people. Uh, yes, he keeps repeating the idea of that they went and commit uh, uh, um cheated on him and became harlots and became uh, going after other gods. But again, the whole purpose is I want to bring you back to me because I love you. So when keep this in mind as you hear and as you keep uh, listening to the, to the judgments and to the punishments and to all those things, again, it's not punishment actually, just again, the idea like I want you back. I'm gonna take you back regardless and I'll bring you back regardless. Whatever it takes that I'll still bring you back. Uh, chapter six, last time, if you remember, uh, started as we thought on a good note, right? Like started with uh, with with uh, the people actually listening to the message and said, okay, let's go back, right? So chapter six, verse one, just gonna repeat and, and, and catch up with what we said last time. Uh, after they heard that the Lord is saying, you have to come back and you have to do this and you have to do this. And then they said, okay, come, let us return to the Lord. For he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down and he will bind us up. Uh, after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. As we said, it sounds like it's very promising. Like people are actually saying, let us go and return to God. What's wrong with that, right? But as we were reading and, and continuing the text itself, no, <laughs> God said like, I don't want that. That's why he goes, let us, let us, you know, in, in verse four, what shall I do with you, Ephraim? Why? Because they are coming, not just because they want to come, but they're coming just because they are moved by what's going to happen. Maybe got scared because of what's going to happen, but not fully repenting. That's why he says that your love is like a morning cloud. So this is God is, 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 is talking to them. If you want to come, okay, that's beautiful, but I don't think you're really coming, right? I don't think you really want to come. Why? Because your, your love is like the morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away, or just something that kind of move. And I think we all have that kind of, uh, of, 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 of experience sometimes. Okay, let's go back and, you know, let's return. And, you know, it's been a while since I've read and it's been a while since I did this and this, that. And then let's just go back again. And then you go back again, but then it's not fully. That's why it doesn't last. It doesn't work, right? So God is saying like, no, I know. Like that's, that's why he says like, 
what should I do with you, <laughs> right? Like, it sounds very, very promising. It sounds very good. Let us come back to the Lord. We'll see, he is this and he is that. He's the source of everything. But he goes like, no, no. What should I do with you? Because I know that your love is not lasting. Your love is not lasting. And it's like the dew and like the, 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 the morning uh, rain, that water that will, uh, will, will, will disappear, will, will evaporate. Right, so with that, we continue to, to, to read through chapter six and to see what God wants from them more and more, right? Uh, we, we, we stopped last time with verse six, which is again, as we said, the, 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 the center of the, whole, of the whole book actually. And verse six, he goes, for I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. But the, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offering so he's saying like what if you really want to come to me show what show love show love show love to towards whom i was just thinking about this again today show what show love towards whom everyone right so not just talking about himself like show me love but no show love towards everyone and the reason for that as we said last time is that word is exactly that he's using here which is which is uh uh, uh which is actually uh, meaning meaning too many things, meaning too many things. That hasad word, which is uh, more of 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 uh, as you can see it here: goodness, kindness, faithfulness, reproach, uh, kind, merciful. So it's it's, it's one word that, that actually has everything, right? So he's saying actually, you know, if you really are coming back to me, show love. First of all, show that love towards each other, right? That's why I said, show me mercy, show me love, right? In, in before anything else, because that's what will really tell if you're really true or not in your, in your repentance. Right? So he goes with that. And then as we talked before, also he, he talks about the idea of, of, you know, that I've tried several times to bring you back through what, as we said last time, through his what? Through his word. Right, because that's why he 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 brings it to the to the to the uh, idea or to the verse here. If you can read this in verse uh, seven or, or 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 five, actually, I have slain them by the words of my mouth. So he goes, okay, the way I am bringing you back, the way I'm reproaching you is through what, through the word of God, right? Through the word of God. So that's why again, it is very approved that the word of God is full of of love and full of of yes, reproach sometimes, but but mainly for what reason to bring them back again. So he said, ah, this is what this is how I'm dealing with you. I'm dealing with you through the prophets, through the prophets who are bringing what his words to the people. That's why he goes that I I have slain them or I've honed them by the prophets, as we we talked about it last time, and I slain them by the words of my mouth, right? And then he moves on. With, with that mindset. Again, he is telling them again that, okay, you want to come back, which is beautiful, but if you are coming back just because you're moved or you are, got scared or you're just uh, emotional, you know, that emotional uh, vibe that we get sometimes and you think to you, maybe you hear a good uh, Bible study or a good sermon or uh, whatever, you go to a convention or something and then you get moved and it's okay, I just wanna, you know, that's it, I have to come back again. But then again, it never lasts. So that's what he's telling them. He was, you know, if you really want to, to, to return, you have to actually put your 
finger on the actual problem. And that's through the rest of the chapter. And the next chapter is actually digging deeper and helping them to reach more and more in depth of what actual their problem is. So here he, he, in verse seven, six, seven, Hosea six, seven, but like Adam that they transgressed the covenant, they are dealt faithlessly with me. So let me read just the, the, the rest of the chapter and then we'll stop at it again. So again, Hosea six, seven, but like Adam, so again, they started to say, okay, let's come back, we'll return. And he goes like, no, 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 you're not returning to me. You're actually, your love is not lasting. Your love is like the dew and like the morning rain just gonna disappear right away, gonna evaporate. So I'm gonna just keep hitting, right? I'm gonna keep hitting for one reason, again, to make you wake up and to make you, if you really want to return, return the right way, okay? For I desire steadfast love, not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. But like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. There they dealt faithlessly with me. Gilead is a city of evildoers, tracked with blood. As robbers lie in wait for a man, so the priests band together. They murder on the way to Shechem, the community, violently. In the house of Israel, I have seen horrible things. Ephraim's whoredom is there. Israel is defiled. For you also, O Judah, a harvest is appointed when I restore the fortunes of my people. So he keeps going on on the same idea again. Like, you know what? You need to know exactly how much damage you've caused by going after other gods, after other husbands, after other bowels, right? But he brings it back here to something that is important, which is what, again, in verse seven, but like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. Why does he bring Adam here again? You know, he's like all over the place. You know, he talks about Gilead, talks about Shakim, talks about the kings, the judge, the judges. But then he he, as if he's kind of like you know, putting the the the, the one and the main issue and bring it back again to who? To Adam. What was Adam Adam's problem? Why does he bring Adam like all the way back to Adam? Adam did not listen to God, okay? So Adam, God told him, eat, but not from this, and uh, he, he disobeyed, okay? What else? So that's one thing, like your problem is, one of the problem is you are disobedient. You're not listening. That's why he just said before that, what I have slain them with my word, right? The, but you know, how many times I hear the word of God and it doesn't, doesn't do, do anything, doesn't move anything, right? You, you grow that numbness, you grow that, 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 that uh, calloused heart. It's like, okay, so what? What else? With Adam, but like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. What else did Adam do? Anybody else? He followed someone that that's not God. Uh, when he listened to Eve, I guess. He 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 fell from Eve when she told him, based on the serpent, that God is lying. Right? That's not yeah. what God is saying. So he he doubted God. Right? Doubted the the the, the main the main uh, commandments that God gave him. No no no. So he, he, devil. Satan, the serpent, kind of fooled them and deceived them and deceived Eve and then Eve deceived animals. Okay, what else? 
Here, by, by the way, when he, you know, the, the, the text itself, when it says, uh, like Adam, the text is, or but like Adam, the text actually, it could be, but either, either it could be interpreted as like Adam or uh, as, or, or at Adam, the, 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 the Hebrew, be uh, Adam or ke Adam. The be and the kef in Hebrew are very, very similar. So people are saying that with the, with the time and the, the, the manuscripts, the be and the ke could be miswritten. Uh, so some people, the, or some manuscript says it's like at Adam, and some transcripts said like Adam, ke Adam, right? So if, 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 it's, if it's like at Adam, Adam here is, is a place, right? Adam is is oh, we all we know the 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 descendant of Esau, right? Adum, Adam, which is the the redness, the red the color, the red color. But here is more of that like Adam, like Adam. But Adam here is not not the person, but Adam here is what humanity, humanity, right? The whole human beings. So the, the in 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 Hebrews in 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 Genesis he talks about. Uh, Adam or Ha Adam. Ha Adam is the Adam, which is the human people, the humanity, like man in general, right? So here he's bringing something that's very, very important when he talks about like Adam, they transgressed the covenant, like Adam, they trans and transgressed the covenant because of, again, the mis the disobedient, right? Because of uh, being deceived. But something that's very important also, if we touched on this earlier in the book, when we were talking about the book, again, remember the, the relationship between husband and wife. The main thing is between husband and wife is what? Faithfulness, he just talks about it here. Dealt faithlessly, loyalty, right? So, so that's one thing. And, and, and interestingly, actually, when you talk about faithlessly here, the word itself that it's using is, is, is more than just faithless. It's, it's kind of like harsh word. Uh, Gadal, which is actually, if you look at it here, it means more of, of treacherously, or deceitfully, right? So in, in Arabic, in Targum Arabic, it says Ghadarubi. Ghadarubi means what? Like you're, you're, you're somebody that, that gave you all the trust and then you did what with the trust? You betrayed it. That's exactly the word, right? So what does that tell us about, about, about God when he says like, okay, you're still like, you know what, he keeps going back and forth to the same point again. But here he actually kind of escalates the, the, the expressions itself saying that you actually dealt with me in a very, very, very faithless way. You basically cheated on me, right? That's why he's saying, this is your problem. So just don't just come back and say, okay, okay, we're coming back, right? Don't just come back and say, here we go. We're going to offer something for you and just get up and let it go. Like, no, I can't let it go, right? And because of that, since we're talking about I can't let it go, that's why, you know, as Orthodox understanding of the salvation, that's why what was needed to be done instead of just the, the, the like, again, as we always say, like, why couldn't just God forgive Adam and Eve, right? The sacrifice that Zabiha for what reason? For what reason? It, it's it's you can see this between the lines in, in Hosea because he's basically saying that you could not just come back, there has to be something else, which is what? Someone has to pay the price. Not just pay the price, 
Now, this is very, again, uh, not the actual Orthodox understanding. <laughs> Let me put it this way. <laughs> Pay the price for whom and <laughs> to whom? That's not orthodox. It's totally unorthodox. <laughs> That's why I'm bringing this up because we have to understand the, the reason. Okay. No, when you sin, what happened after the sin? Because of what? Here he's saying Adam. What happened with Adam? What happened with the whole nature? Okay, then for so the what the 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 corruption of the nature. Welcome. The corruption of the nature, so right. So in Adam, the whole nature, the whole human being, has been what corrupted. So in order for that whole human being to be restored again, who needs to do that? The Creator Himself, right? So that's why He's saying here. It's not just about okay, okay, let me come back. Just ask for forgiveness. Yes, ask for forgiveness. That's beautiful. But based on what? That's why, again, back to the verse that he said that you've been slayed with my, with my word. Slayed with my, by my word meaning what? We've been what? Killed. We've been died. We've been dead. Why dead in order to do what? To rise again with the new nature. This is something very important. We all have to understand this as Orthodox. Right? It's not just paying the price. It's not just that there is a punishment. No. It's part of it, yes. But the main understanding, as we, the scripture says, and as the father says, that we are being restored again, right? In him, the whole human nature has been restored. And not only restored, as we said, it's been what? Elevated, better than before, better than before. So when we come back again now, so we, need to be, to, we need to repent. We need to know that that repentance is based on what? On his work in us, right? And that's why as Orthodox, we see like there's no repentance outside the church. There's no life outside the church. Why? What does the church give me? God's words and what else? What's in the church? Holy Spirit. Spirit, yes. The sacraments, exactly, yes. And the real presence, the Eucharist. The Eucharist, 100%, 100%. What happened when we receive the Eucharist? We receive Christ into ourselves. Exactly. We're united with Christ to become one in Christ. So when, as we are one with Christ, what happens to us? That nature, that is corrupted nature, is always being what? Fed on the eternal, the bread of life. See? We have to understand this. Sadly, we don't. And sadly, we are so much impacted by, with all respect, with Westernized theology that just makes it very, very, very superficial. Paid the price. Okay, but what does that mean to me? How is that changing me? Right? And that's why here he talks about this. He talks about like, you know what? I need something else. I just know, don't, don't, don't just want the, 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 the sacrifice, right? I want the love. And that love will never come unless the heart has been what? Restored, right? right? And when the heart is restored, that what, that's where things start to reflect on what? On the knowledge of God. That's why here back again to verse six, I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice the knowledge of God rather than the burnt offering. So the knowledge of God here is not just philosophical knowledge, not just like, okay, I believe, right? But the knowledge of God is what? It has to be reflected in actions, in actions, right? 
as you were just talking last Sunday, you know, the, the, the gospel of last Sunday, love your enemies. Like, who can love his enemy? I can barely love my friend, my, my brother. Right? So you ask me now to love my enemy? Well, this, this is supernatural. It is supernatural. Why? Because we are supernatural by being restored, being united with him again. So back, back to Hosea again, just had to take that side track, but I think it's very important to understand again who we are and what we have and what, what really our belief is, right? Because that's, that's, again, that means that there is a mysterious and mystical work in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, right? So we're not, again, yes, we're still in the flesh. Yes, we're still struggling, but that's why we need to continue to come back to him. Because once we are disconnected, who will show up again? Yes. The old nature again, right? right? So he is saying that, okay, but like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. There, they dealt faithlessly with me. Again, the idea that they dealt faithfully, again, dealt with, with without any, uh, uh, without being faithful again, right? Like I gave them everything and I trusted them, but they were not. But like Adam, they transgressed the covenant. They are dealt faithfully, faithlessly with me. And then he gives a couple, couple examples. We kind of mentioned them last time. Real quick, Gilead and, and, and Shakim, again, both like symbol of the political corruption and the religious uh, corruption in the Old Testament. Uh, but again, he's giving the idea again, or pointing out the idea again of, of as we said before, in the beginning of the, of, the, of the chapter, that the word of God is for everyone, right? It's for the priest, for the, for the uh, prince, for the people, for every, nobody is. Sinless, right? As, as St. Paul says, the old needs the salvation. In the house of Israel, I have seen a horrible thing. Ephraim, again, he goes back again to, again, as if he can't forget this. Ephraim's whoredom is there, Israel is defiled. And then he also turns to who? To Judah. Remember, again, we said there is the, the, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And as the, the whole text is for the northern, but he still wants to actually give. Uh, 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 and, and, and get the attention of Judah also. Like, you know, you're not also far, right? Be careful, you too, because when I restore the fortunes of my people, right? A harvest is appointed when I restore the fortune of my people. What does it mean a harvest is appointed when I restore the, fort the fortunes of my people? Okay. The harvest is you have something that is is uh, ripe, right? You have fruit. You have you have crop. So there is there is something there, right? But then also, I was I was reading more into that. You know, the 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 one of the of the commentators said the harvest actually here is is more of a, in a negative way, not a not a positive way. Why? Because the harvest means what? The end of the season, right? The end of the season. And as he's saying, when I restore, then this is the time to do what? To collect, to collect. So what I'm saying? So to collect as, as the end of, of, of like the judgment day, right? When I restore them, I'm restoring them for a reason that they will be ready during the time of the harvest, right? But in a way that harvest could be also negative for people who are not ready, right? Yes, so that, that's what he's talking about here. So again, chapter six, as we said, is, is the, the more and more of God dealing with the people uh, on that 
uh, understanding of, of there, is, there is something more. It's just not, you can't just like fool me by saying, okay, 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 we're coming. You are the author of life. Really, you, you're the one that everything, we're just gonna come back and return to the Lord because no, right? I don't want that, right? If you return, you better return right, right? Why? Because still there is the judgment happening, right? And if you return right, you need to actually know exactly where are you returning from and what are you returning from? Right? And that's why he takes it back again to Adam, saying that the whole humanity has been corrupted. Right? So as he says later on, then, then you know, the only reason and the only way to return is God's work himself. So with that, he continues and we'll continue with chapters. Any questions so far before I move on to chapter seven? Yes. Yes. Fortune? Okay. That's good. So, so Juliana is saying the fortune is usually something good. How is the, the, the judgment day? Again, the judgment day is, is good for those who are ready and not good for those who are not ready, right? When you talk here about, about um, when I restore the fortunes of my people, the fortunes of my people here is more of actually uh, those who are coming back from captivity. So it's not fortune as like it's a good fortune or something, but shabut, uh, uh, which actually has the meaning of, of uh, captives, variant. So the, the, the fortune by the way we understand it is not exactly that. It's not, it's not a good thing. But again, the people who are the remnant, those who were, uh, who were in captivity and he's bringing them back again out of captivity, right? So when he sets the captivity here was what was part of the judgment, right? So the judgment for the people of Israel and Judah was the Assyrian and, and the Babylonian captivity. So when he brings them back, right? He's bringing them back again for judgment and for what, for the, the, the um, uh, um, harvest. For the harvest, right? So it's not exactly uh, fortune as in what we understand that it's something that is uh, something something good, right? Um, yes, yes, mainly captivity, mainly captivity. But again, that's why it's good to go back to the origin, uh, original language because sometimes words are not exactly uh, what does it mean. So, okay. Any other questions on this before we move on to chapter seven? The text is very, could be very complicated. So I, 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 I'm hoping and, and, and praying that we're still all on the same page. We're not just losing, uh, uh, getting lost or losing interest in the text itself, right? Again, the idea that God is trying and trying and trying to tell them that you need to come back to me in the right way, right? And out of love, again, it's very, very clear in, in, in chapter six that your love is not everlasting, not less, right? So I think it's very good for us to apply this to our life, to, 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 to kind of actually come to the conclusion whether our love and our returning to him, our practice, our, our spiritual uh, 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 life with him is based on that love or not, or based on just moving on with everything else, or out of fear sometimes, or out of just whatever, whatever. But basically, and again, you know, according to the text here, it's very, very, very clear that God doesn't want that. 
right? He's willing to work with us. Yes, I'm not saying no, but, but and that's what he's doing here again. When he saw that they are returning to him, but for the wrong reason, he still didn't say, okay, I don't want you. No, like I want, but I'm going to continue to work with you till you are what? Coming to me for the right reason. And this is something very important. So don't take this as like, there is no hope <laughs> or like not, we're all like, who, who has an everlasting love to God here? Like when or how, or it's very hard to reach that point. That's not the thing. The thing is I need to come to, again, when he, when he talks to them again, that like, like, and bring back Adam, he, he, he says that the problem that they were what? Faithless, right? The problem is not that they fell, but the problem that they were faithless, right? So it, for us now, the problem, if we're not coming to him with that full everlasting love, the problem is when we say that this is okay, right? as we were talking last time, or we say that this is okay, and we're just gonna continue to give that and, and, and he understands and not putting any effort to move on, to come to him with a full heart. That is the problem. Right? And you see this more and more as we move on to, to chapter seven also. Okay, so chapter seven. God continuing, continuing to talk to Israel and to Judah also in a way, but mainly to Israel. He goes, when I, when I would heal Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim is revealed. We said Israel and Ephraim are the same, like the, they use both to, 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 to describe the same people. When I would heal Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim is revealed and the evil deeds of Samaria, for they deal falsely. The thief breaks in and the bandits raid outside. We'll understand this, how, how does that mean? But they do not consider that I remember all their evil. Now their deeds surround them, they are before my face. By their evil, they make the king glad and the princes by their treachery. They are all adulterers. They are, they are like a heated oven whose baker ceases to steer the fire from the kneading of the dough until it's leavened. On the day of our king, the princes became sick with the heat of wine. He stretched out his hand with mockers. For with hearts like an oven, they approach their intrigue. All night, their anger smolders. In the morning, it blazes like a flaming fire. All of them are hot as an oven, and they devour the rulers. All their kings have fallen, and none of them calls upon me. Ephraim mixes himself with the people. Ephraim, remember before he said, Ephraim is joined to the idols, right? Here he goes back again. Ephraim mixes himself with the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. We talk, uh, talk a lot about baker here. So if you're in, in the baking business, you'll get excited about this. Strangers devour his strength and he knows it not. Gray hairs are sprinkled upon him and he knows it not. The pride of Israel testifies to his face, yet they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. Let's stop at this point because there's a lot to explain here. So what's happening here? Anything, anybody can understand anything. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you capture anything out of the text? When I healed Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim and the evils of Samaria were revealed because they created a lie 
a thief was coming and a troop spread out outside. This is a different translation. What does that mean? What is he talking about here? How is he healing Israel? How is he healing us? Hmm? From the inside. So when he does that from the inside, what, ha what, what, what happened? Okay, the bad deeds gets, gets exposed. Let me, let me say it in a different way. I'll help you out here, <laughs> right? So what does that mean again? If you, if you, if you think of it this way, when I, when I would heal Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim is revealed. What does he say? What does he try to say here? Okay, okay. That, in a way, what he's saying is in order to, to, to Israel, for Israel to be healed, right? You need to remember your iniquities, right? You can't be healed when you are saying what? When you're saying a lie. When you become like a trooper or troop that are, are, are violently trying to spread a lie. That's what he's trying to say, right? There is no way you can be healed unless you are honest. Unless you are remembering that what are you being healed of and from? Yes. It does. It does, because again, if I, the, the idea is if I don't feel that there is any sickness, I will never get healed, right? So he is saying is the basis of this healing is what? Is the re revealing of the iniquities. It's like confession, right? But then he goes on with a couple of things real, kind of like he goes back and forth right away. He goes back, for they deal falsely, the thief breaks in. They are acting as they are thieves. They're acting as, as they are uh, gangs because they don't want to do what? They don't want to confess. They don't want to reveal their iniquities. So they're lying. That's why here again in the other translation, when I healed Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim and the evils of Samaria were revealed. Because they created a lie, a thief was coming and a troop spread out outside. So they created a lie that there is a thief and there is a, there is a robber and those, all those things in order to, what, to, to cover their own iniquities, right? And as if he's saying, this is the only way that you are going to be healed, right? It's exactly what, what, what Isaiah wrote in, in, in chapter one. If somebody brings Isaiah chapter one right away, and from verse um, four up to six, if somebody can read it real quick. Isaiah one, from four to six. Who has it? Go ahead, Julianne. Isaiah, not Hosea, Isaiah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, go ahead. Hannah's transformation, a people reddened with iniquity, a brood of evil doers, children who are corrupted. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backwards. Why should you be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. And the whole heart faints. Mm. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and foot 
defined sword, mm. they have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment. Mm. So what is Isaiah saying here? He's saying actually the actual status, what Hosea is talking about, right? That the status is what the body, the whole body is, is sick. Not just sick, it's, it's disgusting, right? It's, it's bad, right? From the sole of the foot, even to the head, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment, right? So as he's saying, okay, the first step for the actual true repentance is to do what? Is to reveal, right? right? And actually, he is doing this for us. Back again to, the, to what we were saying earlier, that he always... He's always working, right? The work that whatever he allows us to go through is to help us to reveal this kind of sickness. Why is that? Because we are always good, very good at what? At? Say again. Benensa, hmm? forgetting and covering, right? No, no, no. It's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad problem. It's not a big deal. Right? Just a little scar is gonna go away, just a little cut is gonna go away, right? Actually, in the same book of Isaiah, there is a passage that says that the whole thing starts with a very, very, very small crack in the wall, right? But then that crack becomes a huge issue and the whole wall collapses to the point that you cannot even use any piece of remnant from it, just like all the powder. So what, what Hosea is saying here, what God is saying through the, the words of Hosea here, that be careful if you really want, again, based on what he discussed in chapter in, in chapter six, if you really want to return, remember when I heal, I reveal. <laughs> Sounds good, right? Yeah. When I heal, I reveal. Okay, <laughs> right. But the problem is when you start to make a a lie. No, no, no. There is nothing wrong. Why are you doing this to me? You know, ah, here I am. I come to church every week. Here I am. I'm serving. Here I am. I'm giving my tithes. I'm offering sacrifices, right? So why are you doing this to me? Like, well, it's, it's, I, there is much more. There's much more. I need the fullness. As I said, again, Isaiah, Hosea 6.6. 6, I need what? Not what? Steadfast love, not sacrifices. If you're not giving me love, I'm going to get it out of you. <laughs> In my own way. And with my own conditions. But because, again, I still love you. Not because I just want to punish you. It's amazing when you look at, remember the first, in the beginning of Hosea, we said that we learn how God deals with us, how, how he thinks about us, right? You can really try to understand here what's on God's mind towards us, right? When I would, when I would heal Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim is revealed. You understand it now? It's clear now, right? But the problem again is they don't want to reveal, so they do what? act as lies, as thieves, as robbers, as this and this. See? So let's bring it to, 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 to our level now. You know, how does it feel when God reveals our iniquities? Shame is one thing. Relief, the other. Okay, we have two opposite things here. That's very good. Okay? So why shame, Zur? I'll get back to you, Mark. <laughs> Since you're on the uh, the two opposite uh, ends, yes. Because probably that's something that is hidden. Yes, yes, it's a hidden thing. So exposing any hidden thing is, or means that there's something that you're not proud of. Shame is 
shame and guilt. Okay. Okay. So when, when you go through this, does it ever hit you that actually this is for the healing? Yes, avoid it. Just brush it off, right? Avoid it. Yes? Yes. Maybe later. Okay. Uh, beautiful. That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, if anybody wants to, 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 to elaborate more, give more examples, if you feel like it, feel free. <laughs> I think that's why we're here. So we can, we can actually put our finger on the actual problem, right? Because that's exactly what happens, yeah. right? So, and it could come from anything. Even it comes from like somebody says something bad to you, but actually it hits on the actual problem, right? But the reaction right away would be what? Anger. Fire. Say again? Frustration. Frustration. Yes. That's where he comes actually in the rest here, that, that, that oven, that fire that's in the heart, right? Instead of being a good oven for baking, becomes actually a bad oven. Shame and, and, and frustration. Okay. Monica, you said it's 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 relief. Okay, in what way? In a way, instead of like just like covering it, yes. that will burn you out. Right. But when you say it, yes. it just it, 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 it's, okay, I just like. Right. That's how I right. Like when I have something that I've been hiding or mm, right, mm. when I confess it, mm. it's, I it's out. It's out. Yes. So where is the is the is the line between? Because again, in order to to get to where you're at, that still you have to go through the shame. And probably said this before: is nothing gets us out of the shame unless we go through the shame. It's one of the. I think it was. Uh, uh, Theophander Clouse, I think, or, or Simeon, Simeon, the new theologian. <laughs> Can't remember. But I said, unless we go through the shame, we can never get out of the shame. Right? And that's exactly what you're saying, is, is we go through the shame. But the thing is, what's after this? You brush it off and you avoid, or you actually take the time to like, okay, here it is, spit it out, and then you're free. Yes, Maria? I think it's like a process, like you feel like you feel shameful and then when you receive like forgiveness yes. you feel, you feel. yes so it's 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 a process it's a process start with the shame yeah. and end with the relief so yes like but in between we get lost and we get stuck very easy to get stuck at the shame right yes <laughs> at george <laughs> that's the, the, the point like how to um like how to go through this process yes yes how to go through the process without getting lost or getting stuck at one? What do you think? Based on based on the book, based on Hosea, what do you think? I think the problem with the shame is not like if it's a one-time thing and you feel shame and then let it out, it's okay. But when you do it all over again and again and again and you keep feeling this guilt and you mm. that's when you pick. I'm gonna start brushing it up mm. because I can't stop that, but I'll be doing this and that's a good point, George. So George is saying again, if you're not hearing, if, if it's a repetitive thing, then it's hard to 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 face it, right? You just yeah. brush it off. And, well, you keep facing one time, okay. Two okay. times, okay. But you keep doing it. You just come to a point where, okay, I'm I'm gonna be doing this. I'm not gonna face that. So who's telling you that? Myself. And who else? <laughs> <laughs> Devil. Exactly. Exactly. Why? 
Because again, and that's what I said, in order to answer this, we need to answer this in line of Hosea. Hosea from the beginning said what? I love you. I want you back. Remember the whole idea that, that uh, God told Hosea, go and take for yourself a wife who is what? A prostitute and bring her back. And even after he brought her back, she went outside again and prostituted again, right? And then, well, I'm gonna go and get you back again, right? And you're gonna stay here with me, <laughs> right? See? So, so in, in, in the, whole, the whole understanding and the whole purpose of the book is the unconditional love that regardless who you are, regardless how, how she had children out of prostitution, right? Yeah. But said, I will take them also. Right? So one thing that we're always, always again, back again to, 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 to like Adam, that we fall into is that the, the, the belief that we are not loved anymore, right? I was just talking to a person yesterday, just yesterday. So like the reason I don't come to church because I feel like I'm unworthy. I can't come. That's what I pulled our mission. <laughs> I said like, okay, that's why we put together. Then we are incomplete in order to bring everybody to be established and strengthened in him. Right? So it's, it's very easy to get into that. But again, back again, that's, that's, I think we all go through that, the idea of the, the needs of the doctor in order to be healed, right? If you have an ongoing thing, I mean, again, unless you really don't care about yourself, you're, you're not gonna stop going and, 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 and uh, asking the doctor to, to check that same problem unless it is gone, right? You don't ever say at one point, I've been to a doctor so many times for this reason, so I'm not gonna go anymore. I'm just gonna live with it. Well, you can't live with it because you're gonna die with it. The other problem with the unconditional love, maybe I don't know what's unconditional very good. love because I cannot give it and I don't understand. Right, it's very, very, yes. So very good point. So George is saying again, if we are saying that God's love is unconditional, but that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what that is. Yes, like you tell me the yellow is good. You know, I never see I don't see what the yellow is. Yellow. <laughs> okay. Yes. What do you think? What do you think? I think that's where the what's struggling with God and speak and, up a little bit and connecting with him through prayer and, and the word to like okay. see those promises and okay. to internalize them. Okay. So the effort that we put in order to get connected, in order to really understand what the love is, right? Again, if somebody, I always say that example, if somebody brought you like a beautiful plate of what I love food, so that's why I always kind of have the, the, the analogy of food, right? You never seen that before. But you know what I'm telling you, this is good. You love it, right? You'll have to push yourself trusting me and you have to, okay, I'll, maybe I'll take a small bite, right? And then once you taste, you start to do what? You start to do what? Good. It's good, give me more. more, right? So you don't know what that is. It doesn't, you know, like, okay, this is, I can't even explain to you what, how it's gonna taste like, like a, a, a meal that you never ate before, right? But so explain it to me like, well, it has this and this and this and that, but you like, you can't relate to it. But the only way to relate to it is when you try to do what? Taste it. Yes, Mary. Did you have a, like, a, a lot of things? Like, you know, I don't know, like, um, 
people are not like motivated until they have something mm -hmm. that they are excited mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. So why he doesn't like show us something that we are excited about to keep moving forward and to mm -hmm. not to fall into sin? Like why he keeps it like a secret from us? Hmm, it's going deeper and deeper. Isn't that when the face fits in? Okay. What was the question of one of Mariam is saying like we, we as human beings we always want something that we can we can hold on to, right? So she's asking, like, why doesn't God give us something that we can actually taste, right? Or to see or to relate to in order to understand. Right? That's what you're saying. Yes, yes, still about the love. Yes. I think he gives us like everything that he gives us, whether whatever like we're enjoying on a daily basis nature that's family friends like anything that can deliver part of his love to us so you're saying that that he, he his all the creation actually testifies about his love but maybe we're not looking at it or we have you know black glasses that we can't see or we're distracted it's not something specific. Do you think so? You think it's not something specific? What do you think? No, I think yes, Ned. I think sometimes we just don't realize the blessings we have because we just call up what's bothering us or okay. what are we struggling with. Yes, yes. Kind of turns a blind eye to all the blessings that we have. Okay. That's when we so Nader is saying uh, it is usually personal, but it's us sometimes that we're distracted or we're not even we're not able to look at it. Or if I may add something, we want certain things based on our own needs. So I want this. I want apple. If you give me orange, I don't want orange. Back again to the food. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> right? Like all what's in my mind is the apple. Well, you might need an orange now. Like, no, <laughs> you're not good to me. Right? Yes, Julian. Okay, so that's a good other good point. Is is what we comparing love is based on the understanding or the worldly understanding of love, right? You know, in, in back again to the book, because I think the book actually explains all those things, like like Hosea chapter two, for example, uh, right seven and eight, where he says that, you know, when I will do all those things to her, let's let's bring it back again, because that was that was that was actually back to like where we're this what we're discussing now is back to Hosea two. He says, um, um Yes, verse six, two six. Therefore, this is God speaking. I will hedge up her way with thorns. What does that mean? I'll put a wall of thorns in front of her. Thorns. Okay, this is God speaking about his beloved, right? And I will build a wall against her. Is there any love in this? <laughs> thorns and wall and 
she shall and so that she cannot find her path lost right okay but look at what he keeps saying she shall pursue her lovers but not overtake them okay you know, so when when I, when I want to show you that i love you so what i'm going to do is what i'm going to cut off everything from you basically which you will perceive as torturing right so why are you doing this to me Right? Relate this to our own life as I'm, as I'm explaining this, right? I'm sure all of us has tons of examples like that, right? So shall she pursue her lovers, but not overtake them. When you see that his way, according to my understanding, is shut, I'm going to go and try to find another lover, right? And she shall seek them, but shall not find them, okay? When you reach the point of, okay, I can't find anybody, here's the break point. Whether you come and say, I will go and return to my first husband, or you continue in what? In, 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 in stubbornness and just keep going the same direction, although you know that you're not getting any thing. For it was better for me then than now. And she did not know, look at this. And she did not know that it was I who gave her the grain, the wine and the oil and who lavished on her silver and gold, which they used for Baal. So he's saying that she didn't know that all the things that she is using for her own pleasure, I actually gave her. I was the one that is giving her. Right? So when we come back again and say we need something very, very personal to see, to know that God loves me, you know, again, I think it just takes us some time and some little bit of, of, of stillness, a little bit of quietness, a little bit of, of just kind of looking at everything again. To realize really how personal he's really he's 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 acting with me and he's dealing with me. Aluna, right? yes, I think that um, over time you learn that the devil is also talking to you a lot. I mean, in my world, I feel like I fight him all the time. Maybe harder than I do to just believe that God loves me, just because it's so hard to silence his noise sometimes i feel like you have to start recognizing when that's happening in your life and be able to shut it down and be like no this thought is uh not from god or this that message that feeling that like part in your heart that like you feel for one second that god doesn't love you is like the devil working mm. you know like maybe just recognizing that and knowing that he did give us, God did give us like the most personal thing ever. He gave us Jesus Christ, you know, like, yeah, maybe we don't get to see him and touch him and feel him, but like, we know him right. and we believe him and we do feel him, but not, I mean, you know, not physically, but, you know, in our hearts. So like, maybe just recognizing that is what helped me get over that personally. Right. right. That's a great point. Irene. Thank you. Yes. Isn't that, faith? that is faith. That is faith. Yes. Faith, you open, I mean, the faith open, open, open the eyes of our heart. So you start to see things that, that probably can just pass by very, very, very quickly. You start to see it more in, through the eyes of the faith that like, actually, this is what he's doing to me, right? But the thing is, again, as, I, as I'm saying, lots of, lots of times we are waiting for something to happen according to, to, to just our own, our own needs. And if it doesn't happen, then He's not there for me, right? In the same chapter here, that's where we says again, chapter two, back to chapter two again, therefore behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her, right? Remember we talked about speak tenderly, meaning I'll bring her back to 
her senses, right? I'll speak, I'll speak to her senses. I'll bring you back to her senses again. But sometimes we don't, again, the, in order for her to realize that she has to go through the wilderness, right? Through the wilderness. Which is very hard. Very hard. Yeah. It is very hard. Yes. So what makes it easy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't want to go to the wilderness. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I think what's harder is having faith of something that's not there. Not only that, but but we, we're we're missing we're missing some some very very important points which we have now, which is the Holy Spirit, right? The Comforter, right? The the Paraclete. What does Paraclete means? Defender. He's standing next to you. That's the actual meaning of Paraclete in the Greek. That's the lawyer that's standing next to the accused to protect and to defend him. But now we're not just saying standing beside, but he's in inside us, right? So back again to the idea of even the love. You know, one of the of the of the you know beautiful verses that we should all learn and remember and 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 uh, know it by heart is Romans five five, right? And because that comes very 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 handy when you actually like okay I don't know that love or I don't feel how can I how can I love him and how can I see that love? So Romans five five if somebody can read it real quickly. It tells us exactly the, the key for that, the key for that. Because again, that has, as I said earlier, it has to come from within, within inside, within each one of us. What is Romans 5.5? 5? Go ahead, Andrew. Our hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit mm. who has been given. Okay. Okay, one more time. Love, sorry, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love what do you think of that? What do you think of that verse? What does it mean? With the Holy Spirit, we should not feel ashamed. Why? Because not only gives us hope, what else? We're not, we're not, not only fear the love of God. We are what? Re read the text again. Because Here. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Very good. So the source of love is from where? From the Holy Spirit, right? And where is the Holy Spirit? Given in us. In us, right? So that means that without the Holy Spirit, we cannot know how to love God and we cannot actually see God's love to, to us, right? And I think this is one thing that we always kind of like, we really, we really underestimate is the work of the spirit in us. Again, and hope does not put us to shame. Why? There's no shame because, because that hope is actually solid, right? Why? Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So back again, I'm talking to myself before anybody else. If we really cannot see God's love, I think the Holy Spirit needs to be working harder and harder in us. 
as we, as we said, we say before, you know, one of the, the prayers that we pray even uh, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, um, baptism is we pray that the Holy Spirit will open the eyes of our understanding, open the eyes of our heart, right? So again, that's, that, that's very, very mystical. It is mystical. Right? Like logically, what do you mean that the spirit will open the eyes of my heart? What does it? What does the eyes of the heart even mean? Right? I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you that the Holy Spirit really, when when the Spirit is working in our hearts, you start to see things with a different eye. You start to know God love to you. you. Start to feel that love to you. You start to link everything that you see throughout the day. Right. And that's why one, one very, very important thing to start the day with every morning is the prayers, right? Because if I don't start the day with prayer, you know, my eyes of the heart are very, very shut. I'm not able to see anything. So even though God throughout the day is, hey, I'm here, you know, here's my love, here's my care, here's my mercy. Like, I don't see it. Why? Because we rushed through our business, through our schedules, through our everything, and we walk out of the room and we walk out of the wherever we at on our own. On our own. Try it and see. Try it and see. See, like start your day with him. Just give 10 minutes every morning before you 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 head out of the of the uh, head out. And see how that really gives you a different understanding of everything. And pray that. Pray verse 5, Romans 5, 5. The love of God is poured in our heart. Pour your love in our hearts. And I can see that love. Then I know that actually, when you go back again to, to Hosea, you see and understand again that this is, this is exactly what he wants from us. Right? That, that, that he says that I am ready to heal you, but also be ready to be exposed but also understand that this is all out of love. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what will happen to you is I will bring you back. I'll bring you back, right? Look at, I'm just gonna jump to verse 13. I know we haven't, this is just verse one, but just verse 13, just to give you, woe to them for they have strayed from me, destruction to them for they have rebelled against me. But then he goes back, I would redeem them. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you're talking about destruction. You're talking about, about uh, uh, rebel against them and everything. But then like, wait a minute. And this is, this is what he always does. If, remember, we talked about this earlier. That's the flash forward, right? Okay, here's what's going to happen. But this is all for what I would redeem them, right? I would redeem them, but they speak lies against me. But still, I want to redeem them, right? Till the end of the, of the book where it says, you know, at the end that, that uh, you know, just, just a quick thing before, before we close, you know, uh, so we can, give, can just can see the hope that's in his, the way he, he, he deals with us, right? Hosea 14, return. Now he is talking to Israel, said, okay, you return to me based on my own what? Terms. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of iniquity. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity, accept what is good, and we will pay with bulls the vows of our lips. Now he's talking about the vows of the, the sacrifice of the lips. He doesn't need anymore the animal sacrifice. Give me the sacrifice of your lips. Okay. See the difference? 
But this is, again, this is the process, how to reach that end of the book, right? Is you have to understand this, you have to accept that, you have to, to pray about that. Like we need to, to, to have that mindset that, that yes, in order to be healed, we have to go through him revealing our iniquities and don't lie about it. Don't say, no, 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 we're fine, I'm good, right? This is the only way we will be healed, right? Good, beautiful discussion, beautiful discussion. Thank you, thank God. What do you, what do you think? Honestly, I think the only way to, 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 to experience that is to pray with that and by that, right? Every single thing that we talked about today, I think it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an item to pray for it and with it and by it, right? To understand, to see the love, to know that again, you give us the, 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 the strength and the boldness, how to reveal our iniquities, not to hide them. Right? Knowing that hiding them will never get us anywhere. Right? But again, you know, this is, there is the healing that he wants. And, and again, go back again to, to, to the whole book and to hold the whole concept of Hosea, which is again, you know, what I want you to me as my own bride, because I am your own bridegroom and only bridegroom. So I think uh, period of discussion, the one thing that we can probably focus on this, this week is again, the idea of, uh, of, of uh, seeing his love. Right? Seeing his love. Just pray every morning that like God show me your love today. Open, open my eyes to see how much you love me. Give me something. Right? And you see it. You will see it 100%. And that start to reflect on other. You start to actually to give that love to the other people. And to be more accepting and more loving and more caring. Amen. Abuna, I have a question. Yes, go ahead. Abuna, I have a question. Yeah. I'm just wondering, um, maybe, maybe this is kind of a dumb question, but why do you think that um, God wants us to go through the wilderness um, before we can see or before we're seeing his before we're seeing God's love? I think why why is that? Why do we have to go through that process? No, it's a very good question. It's not a dumb question at all. <laughs> it's, what is the wilderness, first of all? What is the wilderness? Wilderness is... is well, I guess I... Yes, go ahead, <laughs> Stephanie. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, like when he's talking about the thorns, putting thorns in front of her, um, yeah. I'm just, that it just makes me think of that, you know? making okay. making everything difficult before he brings her and shows her um, right. you know god before he shows her his love so i'm right. just wondering is that that what you're referring that that's part of it again we at that time i remember we were talking about again remember he is always throughout the old testament he is the shepherd the good shepherd right and as we said before the 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 the, the shepherd in the wilderness of the middle east in that area that he was referring to at that time is different than the plains of the midwest and, and everything right over there in the wilderness if you are as a sheep that you your eyes are not on the shepherd you are going to die there is there is not just lost die here you can get lost but you still you find 
places to, 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 to feed on, right? But the wilderness is where you are very, very, very vulnerable, right? The wilderness is not settled, right? The city is always the settlement. The city and the, 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 the civilization and the buildings is your, your, your security comes from what's surrounding you, right? But the wilderness, when you are detached, when you are on your own, right? When you start, you're not, you, cannot, you cannot depend on anybody else but him. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, in a way, when he says, okay, I have to take you to the wilderness because I have to kind of take you out of, of, of everything else that you are depending on, right? And that's where you, you'll be able to see and you'll be able to understand. Not to, to test death or to, to taste death, but in order to see more. Again, the same idea of when we are, each one of us at one point, like you want to disconnect, you're gonna go on a retreat, for example. You're just gonna, okay, you know, I, I wanna get out of everything. I wanna disconnect. I wanna, you know, uh, uh, get back again to, 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 that, to that clarity of mind. So I'm gonna disconnect, right? So by here he's saying, take you to the wilderness. Also another thing when he says, take you to the wilderness, he's talking to Israel. Right, the wilderness to Israel has a very, 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 very actually good experience, not only bad experience. Right, what happened to the Israel in the wilderness? All the miracles, right? He fed them manna, he gave them water out of the rock, he gave them victory over the, uh, the serpents, right? He, he, he led them, although they were kind of lost, right? He was there protecting them with the fire and the cloud. So the wilderness in the context of what he's talking about, not always also negative. Those are the places that he actually interacted with them. Yes, and well, it's the preparation too, because if, like when you think about it, even like the children of Israel, like the journey to the promised land didn't have to be as far right. like yes. as it was. Exactly, exactly, yes. If it was like a straight shot in the arrive. Right, right. Why couldn't they just reach the, 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 the promised land right away? Why did they have to go around for 40 years in the wilderness to, to, to be prepared to experience, right? And to see God's glory, right? This is something else. Like I remember, I don't know if it was like, but we were having this conversation if, if we had Christ with us physically, like, you know, it's a nice concept and we think, oh, like that would make all the difference. And in reality, like, no, it probably no, wouldn't. Yeah. That's, yes. that's sad as we'll, we'll miss him. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's both, Stephanie, it's a very good question. It's both actually the, the, the way that you see God more clear, the way God will react with you more clear, and also the way you are vulnerable, the way you are in kind of independent of everything else. Again, the, the idea always between the city and the wilderness. The city is the more settlement, the more you're depending on the security of the, of the city itself, right? That's why, by the way, the first thing that, that uh, Cain did was he's the first one to, who built a city after, after the fall, right? So they, were, they, they never talked about city, right? Why? Because he started to depend on himself. He doesn't need God anymore. And start to feel insecure. So he start to find the security in what he built for himself, right? Hope that answers. Thank yes. you. Yes, yes, thank you. One more question. So, um, 
So it kind of reminded me on this because it says, my brethren, take the prophets who were before you as an example of suffering and patience. So like, I think that also goes back to the idea we don't have a visual in front of us. Mm. We do because not that they lived with us, but mm. like Elijah's still alive. He's mm. not dead. Mm. And he went through a lot. And yes. like afterwards, St. James goes on and says that Elijah is of our nature mm. and he prayed and he waited. So like that's the wilderness. He waited for three years. Mm. And yes. Like also Moses waited a bunch of years right. and Abraham and all yes. of those people. So like suffering and patience leads to getting out of the wilderness right. but without patience you're not going to get through that's, good. that's a great point juliana is we have all the examples that was Paul talks about in hebrews back to hebrews also and yes like we have we have clouds of witnesses that we can we can walk uh according to what they've done before and according to what they gave us already as as an example as a living example right and definitely 100 percent again we all have that encounter with God on a, on a daily basis. Just like we, 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 we either we're looking for something different or we're just uh, so busy to, uh, to capture his love to us. Yes. Okay. Thank you all. Uh, next Friday or this coming Friday, God willing, we'll have that uh, event with Salt Emission uh, Group. So we can still use the same uh, uh link if anybody wants to join us so basically uh let me see if i have it here where do i have it um uh, the, the, there it is so i'm just gonna share this we're gonna post it in the in the group also uh but here's uh uh what you can see if i can find you where did you guys go there you go so we'll have a friday uh same time from 6.30, we'll have the uh, talk, discussion, and then fellowship. And then Saturday morning, I'll start with the liturgy and then have uh, a talk and discussion also. So uh, in-person people in town, uh, please join us. Uh, online people, you're more than welcome to use the same link uh, to, uh, to attend uh, both uh, discussions. So I hope everybody here can actually join us. So Friday, this coming Friday, uh, from 6.30 to 7.15 talk and then discussion and fellowship and then Saturday morning, uh, the same thing also. Okay. Sounds good. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, one God, we did have the Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time, for thank you, Lord, for your words for uh, every single thing, Lord, that you give us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you really pour your love in our hearts, Lord, by your spirit, to open our eyes, Lord, the eyes of our understanding, to see your love, to see your care, to see that you're uh, stretching your hand, Lord, personally to each one of us, Lord, on a very personal level, Lord, even if that means that you take us to the wilderness, Lord, but to show us your love, give us the, 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 the power and the strength and the, the, the perseverance, Lord, to understand and to go through, Lord, the shame in order, Lord, to be free from the shame, Lord, in order to be healed, Lord, even if you have to reveal our, our iniquities, Lord. Let us not lie about it. Let, let us not uh, uh, avoid it, Lord, but come to you, Lord, uh, in, in full faithfulness, Lord, knowing that you are the true physician of our souls, our bodies. You're the one who came, Lord, to restore us back and to bring us back, Lord, to the original, even better than before. Hear our prayer supplication, praying for each one of us, Lord, through prayers of all your saints, Lord. Hear us when we see our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come.
with those two spaces. There is a temptation, but deliverance. Go in peace, peace be with you all. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you, you, Father. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you, Buona. Thank you. Thank you so much, Abuna. Thank you. Bye, Nigeria people. <laughs>